Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name, of course, is still Paul Madot. Thanks very much for freeing up the time. Today, I have Keith Grunig. He is VP Sales and Marketing at a company called Home Care Answers coming to us from Keith. Where is this? Sydney, Nebraska. Sydney, Nebraska, in the middle of nowhere, and then go a little further. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, listen, how'd I do on the last name? Got it. You nailed, nailed it. it, right? One of few that get it. Good job. I love it. Good man. Well, listen, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for freeing up the time. Do me a favor. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro, and then we'll jump into your episode. Yeah, love it. So I'm Keith Grinig. I'm the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Home Care Answers. Um, I've been kind of traveled around the block a little bit. I'm a dad. Got three kids, two boys and a girl. Little sister kind of runs the whole show. She just turned 10 last week. Of course. Um, soccer coach. Do a lot of stuff outdoors, outside. Um, I love to cook, love to eat, love to garden. If I could be outside more, I would, but darn work kind of keeps us going. It's expensive uh, to live, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I'm a data geek. Ah, that's, that's, I I love, I love data. That's that. I don't know why, but it's kind of where I, where I've kind of landed through life. So that's all right. Well, I'm looking forward to, uh, to learning more about how you got to being a data geek as well. So great. You know, Keith, as we were talking before I hit record, you know, as you know, the title of the podcast is Your Intention Matters, and it's really built on my premise that nothing is really given to us. And most of us in the world of sales never thought we'd even get into sales, really, let alone build a career and a life as a result of it and big decisions and meandering paths. And, And so with that said, if you're ready to go, let's jump into your story. Shall we do it? Great. Love it. All right, here we go. Good. So we're going to go back in time here. So let's go back to... You, you lead me here. Let's go back to maybe Utah State. Okay. All right. So uh, Utah State, I see here from what I can see in the public domain, management and HR management. Yes. All right. Now, I don't see sales like anywhere there. So if you go back no. to that timeline, like what were your thoughts? What, what was your plan, if anything, you know, <laughs> once you were ready to kind of get out there? So my plan was I never intended to be an HR. That was just the fast, fastest way through business school. Um, I like the training and development side a lot mm-hmm. and that's, but I wanted to stay in business. So I didn't want to go to intent, um, instructional technology, organizational behavior type stuff. Cause I didn't really, that I like that, but I didn't think that was where I was going to go. Um, so HR, I figured HR is a good, is a great platform and foundation because HR is everywhere. Whether yeah. we like it or not, you got to You got to understand it. So I, I, I knew I was going to get a master's degree. I didn't know when I didn't know where. So I figured let's get, let's get through this. Got through college in three and a half years. Um, lived in France for a couple of years before that. So I started, I was a freshman in college at 21. Um, so I knew where I, I kind of, I kind of weaved my way through. Didn't really know where, if it was business, I looked at psychology. I looked at a lot of stuff. Um, and I just kind of settled that this made sense to me. So okay. I got there and graduated. So now you're in Nebraska now, though, and yet you went to Utah State. Are you from Utah? Did. Like, how did you I grew up? I grew up in northern Utah. You did. Yep. OK, right. Right next to Utah State University. So that was that's that's convenient. That's where I cheered for. That's who I that's that go Aggies. You know, I, I, I've, I've still I've stuck with them. 
um, thick and thin. My parents went there, family, all my family still there. I just, I just moved to Sydney, Nebraska for a job 16 years ago. With You know, uh, I almost uh, said the Utes, but uh, that's not Utah State, is it? No, that is that Utah. They're they're a little further down south. I don't want to insult you, right? No, I know no insult taken. None, none taken. <laughs> All right, good. So okay, so I appreciate you grounding me on, on 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 why HR and kind of a means to an end and where you go. And so once you graduated after your your time in Utah State, um, where'd you land? I landed at Cabela's. Um, Cabela's. So I graduated, and I I figured I, I applied for a ton of jobs. I had there was there was a job in. An, an HR job in Alaska I applied for that I had a, I had an initial interview and on the question I laughed because it was like do you speak whatever language it was and I didn't even know what that language was so clearly not did you say uh, yes though like an no, actor will say can you ride a horse yeah, I can ride a horse then get the no, job and I, learn how to ride I, a horse no if I can't pronounce the language I can't speak it, Got um, it. <laughs> but so I, I applied for Cabela's I figured I spent enough money with him as, as an outdoorsman I figured I, I just as well work for him um so back way before Zoom was cool, I actually was hired completely through teleconference and phone and phone calls. I never made a visit here to the town. My wife still is not real happy with me about that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we, we loved it here, but we, we just took a job site on seed and we, we, here we are and we showed up and 16 years later, we're, we're still here. So it kind of grows on you like a fungus, but it's, it's, a, great, it's a great small town. And we've, we've really enjoyed that. And so, you said yeah, it's, got, it's been 16, 17 years? Yep, 16, 16 years. Uh, almost 17 now. Gotcha. And, and so what was your run like at Cabela's? So I started as an inventory analyst. Um, because what that was that? The, that basically looking at back then there was 14 stores in 2006 when I started. 14 stores and my job was to get was to kind of forecast the demand for each location for the inventory needs in footwear like I they, they're gonna they, they sold three shoes last week in this style we're gonna need three or four for the next five six weeks whatever whatever that was so my job was to get it from from point a to point b in in the right place in the right time and the right quantity hence the data yeah well i didn't i didn't know that i liked it um it was just a job. And for a while, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> well, I have to say it, it, it doesn't it doesn't sound like the most invigorating job, but it sounds like an important job, because if you get it wrong, then it, the, the, the ripple effects in there. But uh, how right. long? If, so if it was if it was just a job for a while, how long were you in that role? I was in that role for, let's see, three or four years. Um, okay. Very like various. Then they went through a, a, a reorg. And I got out of footwear and I got into, I uh, got into a different category and the, I, I, I did much better under the tutelage of a different, of a different manager. My, my previous manager was really good, but my, but my other, the, the, the tutelage of that manager, she, she got stuff out of me that I didn't know was there. You know, she, well, what about this? What about this? This is what I want you to do. Right. And so she really took an interest in, in, in developing me as, as a person. And then that, then I, I, got my MBA during that time and I uh, looked at a job in Iowa um, and Cabela's said, we want to keep you. We, we don't want you to go to Iowa. And so then, I, then they said, you just hold on. And then, so I, I received several promotions from then. And I just got in a, in a team that I thrived in. It was a great team. And we, and, and I realized that I really liked finding chaos in all of the numbers 
and then organizing it in a way that's predictable and scalable. That was that like that was so that was awesome. I just loved it. You know, Keith, you mentioned at the start of the podcast that very you said you knew you were going to get your MBA when you were still, you know, getting your your undergrad. And, and yet here you did it. And so were you were you married at the time? Were you a dad at the time? Oh, yeah, I was I was a dad. I was married. I, I worked full time getting my MBA, making not a ton of money. All right. So talk um, to me about this, because, you know, I don't have my MBA, but I know more than a few who have it also who have done it as an executive MBA. And I know that it's no picnic from a from a time perspective, from an effort perspective, like you have to really want to do this. And when you're married, you have a full time job and you're a dad. How'd you do that? Um, well, I stuck to what was important first. And family and, and my wife was first. So I actually I actually didn't do any homework until after my kid after my kid had gone to bed. Oh, I see. OK, so I just like that family. I didn't want to be that guy where be quiet. I'm working. Be quiet. I'm doing homework. I wanted to be dad because right. I wanted him to remember me as dad, not busy guy. So I didn't I didn't. And, and I'm, I'm a religious person. And so. I didn't do any homework on Sundays because I wanted to give all of that to my family and, and, and give back to, to, to that. So there was a lot of late nights, a lot of late nights, I bet. a lot of hard work, but it was, it was, it was good. Cause I was able to apply what I was learning and get better for it. It wasn't one of those, Hey, uh, like it was a two and a half year program. And it, it was, it was very, very helpful, very, very instructive and, and really foundation forming for me. In, in my philosophy of how we do things because of what I learned. It wasn't one of those, I do some, I do some work. I don't learn anything. They send me a diploma and now I have an MBA. Right. I feel like I, I feel like I really developed stronger skills from what I'd learned in, in, in the foundation of my undergrad. So it was, it was great. And I, I ended up with a, with a nice raise and, and a great promotion shortly thereafter. So it was nice, absolutely worth it. And so where'd you get your MBA? University of Wyoming. Did you have to move there? I did not. It was, com- oh. it was, it was completely online. Online. Yeah. Back in 2008, it was one of the very first, um, my class was one of the first executive MBA programs that university of Wyoming had offered. And, wow. They uh, were trendsetters. They were trendsetters. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, it was a great, it was a very great experience. And I've, I've got a lot of really great friends still mm. in, in that initial group. I think there's 20, 22 of us, something like that. Nice. And so, okay. So now you're still working at, you said Cabela's, right? I was working at Cabela's. Yes. At the time. Okay. So um, you're not there anymore. How long was your tenure uh, at Cabela's? I, um, so Cabela's in, let's see, 2015, 2016, they started the, started the process of um, selling itself as a publicly traded company. Oh, okay. So Bass Pro at that point bought Cabela's. And so that was, if it was, and I, at that, and then I became, then I was in merchandising. So I, I got out of inventory and I got into merchandising, which is the buy side of things of this is what we're going to carry. And here's where we're going to carry it. And then we work on the inventory side to say how much we're going to carry and how to, and, and so it was a, it was a good scene. It was a good transition for me. I felt like I was, it was one of the poster children for that of let's cross train you. Let's get you, all the exposure you need and see where you go. Right. So, and I, and that I loved the merchandising team. My, my boss, my boss there took 
the tutelage that I'd had previously. And he just said, it's your job. It's your thing. I'm here to support you, but I'm going to stay out of your way. Let her rip. And so I became the owner of, of, of the whole thing and kind of put processes in place. I love that. That was just a ton of fun. Great relationships with, with, with the teams and, and the, the greater environment. It was fantastic. So anyway, fast forward to there. We got bought, the company got bought and I would have had a job, but it was pretty apparent that our philosophies were not in line with each other. Mm. So I started looking to, to get out and this job kind of came out of nowhere. I was, I was looking in Idaho and, uh, and kind of talking with some people and this job came came about and it was almost providential, I guess you could say, because as soon as we kind of looked at this job, all of the doors sh- pretty much shut. And so it was, it became apparent that this, this was, this was the job where I needed to be. You know, there's a couple of things I want to, I want to ask you about here. So the first one is, you know, what I'm seeing in current state today as we're recording this is there's a pretty common trend out there for people to work at an organization for a year, 18 months, two years. And it seems to be that you'll see some LinkedIn profiles of the generation coming in today. And by the time they're 28, they've had four companies under their belt since they graduated and they've been working. There doesn't seem to be as much loyalty to the organization and even vice versa organizations to employees anymore. And so there's people that are, that are listening to this, maybe watching this as well, who might be questioning like, well, how does the guy stay at a company for like 10 feet? I didn't know that was possible, like 10 plus years. What? And so uh, talk to me about your decision to stay for that length of time. I loved it. <laughs> Great answer. Uh, I, the, I, I loved the company. I love, we loved, we loved the location. We loved, I love the job. Heck, I got I got to be outside and get paid for it. That was it, it was a it was a great place, a great company, um, and they were good to me. So I, I figured I could be good to them. And I looked a little bit, but you know, I, I didn't. You know, why yeah. why leave a good thing if I if I'm happy? Yeah, that's that's a great answer, and I I don't blame you for staying. So then let me talk to you about uh, the time when you're realizing that maybe it's coming to an end. It's, it's all you pretty much knew. You love the job. They were good to you. You were good to them. You got your MBA during it. You've kind of raised your family during this time. Any moments of, well, how am I supposed to do this now? Like what, what's next? Any, any sense of, uh, I, I got to figure this out because it's all you knew for the most part. Oh yeah, for sure. Because the, the, <laughs> the I'm not going to disparage the company because they, the, 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 the acquiring company did what they had to do. There's yeah. a lot of, there's some duplication, but they, they kind of dropped the bomb on, on the whole corporate office at, at the Christmas party. Oh, of, Hey, uh, yeah, everybody, like most people are going to get laid off, but if you want to move, if you want to move, you can, um, but good luck. It was like that guy kinda, who laid off like 900 people on a zoom call or something. I forget. Right. Yeah. Be, it, yeah. It, it felt, it, I, I kind of chuckled when I read that. I was like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've Here been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and I, I would have had a job because they 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 kept most most of the merchandising teams, that, um, but it required a move. And it was it was not what I wanted to do. Um, I felt like the town had really had had enough and I wanted to be there. Um, and, and I was I was the the lead the, the leader of the congregation. And so I, I felt like I had to be there for the congregation to help them. Like I, I, everything's going to be okay. 
right. I'm out of here. That didn't, that didn't, it didn't sit well with me that, that I like, and I, I knew I would have been okay. And I would probably would have had a job with them or not, but I felt like it would, we needed to stay here and not uproot our family and try to be, try to have some sense of, of solid for the rest of the, for the town and the organization. Cause a lot of people lost their homes and, and it was, it was tough. It, they're there. It's a small town. It's only 8,000 people who lived here with a $3 billion company. So when that gets uprooted, yeah, that's, that's tough. Massive impact. Yeah. So did you leave electively? Did you wait for a package and then started looking like, what was that transition period? So like? when they offered the pack, when, when they offered the severance package, I said, okay, that's that, that's, it was, it was a very fair package of, of what they did. They, they handled it well. Um, I think they were very generous in, in mm -hmm. the severance. So I accepted the severance and then, then they said, you know, we keep working till here. They extended us a couple of times, just trying to get through things. And they said, is there anything we can do to keep you? And I was like, no, I, no, I, I, I can't. You move. just knew you just, knew. I, I, yeah. we're not going to move. This isn't going to work out. So I, I started, I, I was looking before then and I just kind of said, well, I'll get a new job and I'll hold on as long as I can. And then I'll get, then I'll take the severance and then I'll get two paychecks. Ah, uh, all right. So, so we kind of, so that job that we settled on that job, I took a pretty significant pay cut. Uh, and it was, I knew it was going to happen um, because it, I went from a, a multi-billion dollar company to a small business. Right. And so my job, I looked at my job as helping the company grow up. You know, so what was was home care next or was there a buffer home care, home care answers was next yeah was next did they find you yeah they did yeah all right talk to me about that process so it was just kind of a, like it came out of the blue like hey are you interested in this and i said well, i don't know healthcare. i don't like there's a lot that i don't know but there's it's pretty intriguing going it kind of a kind of a small business startup vibe and it was pretty intriguing to me because it, i could use I, I felt like I could try to use what I brought to the table mm. to help the company grow up because they were as big as they were going to be the way they were. So that's like, that, that's pretty intriguing. It allowed me to stay here. Right. And really kind of a, a lot of the doors shut that we were looking at. So I kind of took that as here's, here's a message. Sometimes the message from whatever you want to believe in universe or, or, or heaven or whatever is kind of the two before to the head of, Hey dummy, this is where you need to be. Did so, you take it right away or did you consider other options? I looked at, I looked at it, but like I said, a lot of the doors kind of shut. So it became, it became the option. Gotcha. And it was, and, and it, was it was a good enough option. It was, it was, it, it worked, kept us here. Um, kept, it, gave, it offered some stability for us and, and the, and, and their situation that we were in. So I, I felt like that was the right thing to do. And did you take to it yourself. right away? Was there was it a a big, pretty big learning curve? Or oh, it was a huge learning curve. Was it? Oh yeah, I didn't know anything about healthcare, nothing. So, but my love of numbers made that pretty made that pretty helpful because I could dig in. I could dig into the data, right? And say here, here's where this is where I see we we we've got struggles. Here's where I think we can go, and here's what we need to do, and here's some, here's some things that we, we probably need to work towards. And, and how it, long it, have you been with them now? Uh, well, since two, almost four years now, almost four years now. Wow. Okay. So that's amazing. So two, two long stretches with two different companies. 
again, it means some people are watching this listing saying four years with a company. Oh my God. Like that's not even, that's not even in my scope. And so here you are four years and two of which have been, um, well, challenging for the world in a, in a lot of different facets. So I'm curious about how you managed the last couple of years, because my wife is a nurse. And so I, I know what her experience has been like with COVID and the mass and lockdowns and, and from a, from a nursing perspective, but in your business, um, how did you manage COVID? Was it a good thing for your business? Was it a, a really difficult thing or kind of indifferent? Uh, the broader environment was, so we deal with specifically with home health. Um, so the, the I, I, I can tell you the day and, and we were, we were doing really, really well. We, we, we'd grown, we'd grown incrementally year over year over, over time every year that, that I'd been there, which is, which is good. And COVID hit and we were on record pace. And on like March 23rd, right. Boom. It just like the bottom just fell out. Um, so I, I, I saw it happening and really kind of what, what drove it for us was, you know, we deal with nurses, we deal with home health, but the, the people were so scared. They didn't want to let nurses in elective right. surgery stopped. And a lot of things kind of happened that, that really slowed the business down. Yes. Um, like a 40, like, like a 40% drop, just like, boom. Um, and then, but, but we were able to recover really pretty well within three or four months. Um, we're, we, we, we took advantage of some of the pro some of the programs to, to keep people on. And I, and we, so we, we paid people the same, what they would have made or, or better mm. if they would have, if, if they, whatever was better from the work they did or their average work for the last, whatever we decided just to try to keep people whole. Um, because we want, and we didn't lay anybody off. We we're able to, we were able to come through, um, pretty well with that, which is, which is our goal. And we were, we were back, um, pretty well, even in ahead within four months. So it was a pretty big drop, but then, you know, home nursing and medical didn't go away. We just had to yeah. adapt. Got it. And we're a virtual company anyway. So it wasn't, so we've been a, vir we've been a virtual company for the, the entirety of, of the business since it's existed. So that wasn't a giant hit. It was just the availability of the work kind of dried right. up. And then it, then it, then it came back in force because everybody realized they didn't want to go to the hospital. They didn't want to go to nursing homes. Home health is where they want it to be. And that's the cheapest place for them to do it. So it ended up being a, a, a boon for us in the long run. Right. So choppy waters at first where the bottom falls out and then you realize, okay, no, the, the value prop is still there. And then things took off, you know, um, in, in a rather short period of time, it sounds like. Right. And, yeah. and what people were doing, internal resources um, at, the, at their clients, they realized that they needed to use all hands on deck to take care of the business, which then they could give to us, which we ended up making more money, helping them make more money anyway. And then they realized, oh, wow, yeah, we're, we're making more money and doing better without some of the headaches that, that we had. Let's just keep going with these guys. Gotcha. Well, Keith, man, you've had quite the run, you know, Utah boy, Utah state, you, you go to college and it's not it's kind of like a means to an end. It was the fastest path somewhere and three and a half years in HR. It didn't really scratch you where it is, but it got you where you wanted. And then right. you find Cabello's and an amazing run there, multiple roles over a 10 plus year stretch. And then you kind of find yourself in a spot where you're like, this is not what I planned for. And oh, it, no. uh, <laughs> like a decision's being made for you. 
because but then you had the foresight to realize that okay so i can stay but i'm not going to be happy here right? the writing was on the wall that there's right. we're, we're apples and oranges here it's just not going to work so you take your package this organization finds you called home care answers you don't know squat about healthcare other than it's there and then you figure it out you're a dad three kids married get your mba in between navigate through covid and here we are so congrats on, on what you've been able to create man it's an experience it's a uh, motivating story well thanks it's it's been a crazy ride it, it really has but I've, I've learned a ton and we don't take our money with us we take our experiences and hopefully how we impact people in the long run and that's yeah the, i love i love that I comment hey listen i have one more question for you yeah. you mentioned uh, early on in the podcast that you you lived in france for a couple of years and my wife and I are thinking, we're recording this in March of 2022 right now. And my wife and I are thinking about taking a European trip this summer, assuming things are easier to go, uh, assuming things clear up a little bit. And if we end up going, we're going to go to France. Any one place that would maybe be off the beaten path that, that we should consider going? Because we're thinking about doing Paris through to Rome. So fly to Paris do a tour through and then fly home from Rome. Any one spot that Paul, you got to hit here that you wouldn't even think to go to. Uh, I'd, I'd give you two spots. All right. Um, one of them is called Les Bois de Provence, which is down South. I, I, I spent most of my time South. Amazing place. It is just in Provence. Like yeah. In Provence, beautiful place. Uh, really, really cool. And then I'd, I'd spend, I'd look at going to Corsica specifically down uh, the Southern tip called Bonifacio. That is, is that the island? Yeah. Yeah. That is one of the most beautiful places that I've ever seen in my, in, in my life. Ah, all right. Well, good to know. I would have spent uh, more time there, but I didn't. I, I, I saw it. I was there. I spent a couple yeah. days, but it was really cool. I'd, Corsica. I'd, I'd like to see it again. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know, man. Well, listen, I, I, I can't thank you enough for being here. Appreciate your time. I thank you for your time very much. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap up this episode right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. And uh, stay safe, everybody.